Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Morcise J. Beasley. I'm excited today to bring you my newest podcast, Faith for the Journey. This is the first, the first podcast for Faith for the Journey. So you are probably asking, who is Dr. Morcise J. Beasley? Well, first of all, I'm just Morcise, if you'd like to call me that. Many people do. I'm 51 years old. I grew up in Queens, New York, St. Albans, moved to Birmingham to live with grandparents when I was a teen. I was a very fearful child, but very inquisitive, my mom says. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior when I was 12 years of age, after being witnessed to by an awesome witnessing team from a local church that I did grow up in. I attended the University of Montevallo in Montevallo, Alabama. I also attended Sanford University where I earned my master's education specialist and doctorate degrees. I was ordained in the Christian ministry in 1984. I was in the 10th grade at the time. I have been a Bible teacher, a youth pastor, and a pastor. I moved to the Atlanta area almost 20 years ago as an educator. I have been in education about 27 years, and currently I serve as a superintendent of one of the large school districts here in the state of Georgia. I won't name the school system because I'm sure you can Google me and find that out because this is separate from them because this is about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Currently, I'm an elder at the church in which I do serve on the ministerial team. I'm married to Laverne. We've been married almost 30 years in the new year in August. As a matter of fact, we have four children, two girls, they're the oldest, and twin boys and they are the joy of our lives. We're now grandparents, so we have one grandchild, and he was born during the pandemic, and so needless to say, he is very special to all of us. I am a person in need of God's grace, just like all of us are. I love people, and I really believe in loving people for who they are and where they are. Hopefully that gives you a little bit about who I am, and I'm sure I'll be able to share more as we do further podcast. So you may ask the question, why am I doing this podcast? Well, I tell you what, I feel led to do it. I feel led to share. I believe that this is the season for me to share the truth of the gospel. I am firmly convinced in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am firmly convinced that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I'm firmly convinced that the Bible is the word of God. I'm firmly convinced that God is the creator of this earth, this universe, and that everything, everything is working as he designed and ordained that it works. I believe in both reason and faith. So I'm not one of those people that you can just say anything to. I believe in faith and God but I also believe in science. I believe that there is no contradiction in science when it comes to God and that God doesn't contradict science. As a matter of fact, I believe that there's opportunity for both. I think and I want people to understand in whom they believe and why they believe. I think it's important to have an answer, a defense, a reason, a rationale for why you believe what you believe in. 
I think people should be able to share and articulate what they believe when they share with others. I want to share with others what God has freely given to me. You know, I, I often think about, you know, writing books and selling books and doing this and doing that just to, uh, of course, we all want to produce extra streams of revenue. But I don't know. I just have a, a passion, a conviction in my heart that when God gives me something, that I should give it to others as he leads me to. And as he's given to me freely, then I should give to others freely. I love to help people know, understand, and apply the scriptures to their lives. And that's the teacher in me. As I shared earlier, I've been an educator for about 27 years. So I love to help people to, to know something. I love to help them to understand it deeply. And I love for them to be able to, uh, to uh, extract from their understanding principles and that they can apply to their lives. I really believe in improving the quality of one's life. I want others to experience the joy that comes from hearing, understanding, and obeying God's word. I want people to understand what it feels like to experience his forgiveness because I am a beneficiary of God's forgiveness as offered through Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. I want people to know God and I want people to know what it feels like to have eternal life. Not that we're going to heaven and we are, but that we are experiencing eternal, eternal life right now. Why? Because we know God and we're in relationship with him through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I just want this podcast to be another platform for me to do what I believe God has called me to do and to fulfill my purpose for my life. And that purpose would be to share the love of God with as many people as would listen and receive the love of God. So, you know a little bit about me, maybe a little bit, of course, and you know why I'm doing this podcast. So today, let's talk about the lesson that I'd like to share. I am doing a personal walkthrough read of the book, the Gospel of Luke. And this week, I was reading Luke, the eighth chapter, verses 22 through 25, among some other verses that I was reading. But these verses stuck out with me. And these verses I have decided to incorporate in today's podcast. But I want to read them very quickly. Again, the Luke, the book, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. It reads, now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were fill, filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, "Master, master, we are perishing." Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And there was a calm. But he said to them, "Where is your faith?" And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. So today I was thinking about this question that Jesus asked of his disciples while they were in the boat. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And as I was thinking about that question, I could just hear 
the question in my mind, where is your faith? And as I thought about the word where, I thought about, you know, what's the place or the position of your faith or the direction or where, where, what are you trying to do with your faith? In whom and from what source? What is the source of your faith? And in or to what situation or condition are you using your faith? And so I thought when he said, where is your faith? I thought, boy, is that a loaded question for sure? And then I thought about faith, just the complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And so for Jesus to ask his disciples, where is your faith? Basically, he was asking them a loaded question as to who are you going to put your complete trust or confidence in? Or what are you going to put your complete trust or confidence in? As I reflected on that question, I felt like I was being asked that question of Jesus. And then I thought, there are only two choices for me when it comes to my faith. In particular, where is my faith? There are only two choices. And so the first choice is, I'm going to either, as they had a choice to, they can either trust in Jesus Christ or they can trust or have faith in their circumstances. I'll call that fear. So I said, boy, and I was, as I said earlier, I was a very fearful child, very inquisitive, but very fearful. But as I thought about that, I said, my faith is in Jesus. My trust, complete trust is in Jesus. My confidence is in someone that has a record that is unsurpassed. I have placed my faith in Jesus. I have placed my faith in his person. Why? because I believe that he rose from the dead. And to me, that's the ultimate evidence of his divinity, that he's risen from the dead. He is risen from the dead. No other person that I know of has risen from the dead and has remained risen from the dead. They've not found his body as of yet. And the evidence is conclusive. Many of his disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, many saw him for 40 days after his death and resurrection. And so I've placed my faith in Jesus because I believe that he is the son of God. I place my faith in his person. And then I place my faith in his promises, his word. What did Jesus say in his word? Jesus told them in this very story, he said, let us go, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So if Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake, guess what, people? He was going to the other side of the lake. So no matter what happened between the time he got in the boat and the time he got out of the boat, he was going to the other side of the lake. All of that in between was incidental. It was just, if you will, gap-filling situations that would not deter him from where he was going. And so I have decided to believe in his promises and his word. If God said something to me, if he directed me to go somewhere that I have decided to trust and believe that I'm going to get there, even if I don't even see the way, I have decided that if he told me to do it or he told me to go, he's going to make provision. 
Jesus said, let us go to the other side. So I have faith in his person. I have faith in his promises, his word, but I also have faith in his power, his power. See, I believe that Jesus being the son of God, he is equal with the father in power, in authority, in presence. And so as the disciples saw, and as we believe, he even commanded the winds and the waves and they obeyed him. See, I, I'm one of those people that actually believe that God allows natural circumstances and science and climate and, and hurricanes and tornadoes. He allows all these things, even throughout the Bible, they're always allowed. But I also believe that he governs and he rules over all these things and that everything is under his power, that he upholds all things by the word of his power, that even our bodies, and as you as you read through the, the gospels, Jesus healed many of sicknesses because he has the power even over the cells in your body. So yes, I believe in his person, his life, his death, his resurrection. I believe in his promises, his word. I believe in his power. Ultimately, his power was demonstrated when he was raised from the dead. But I believe in his purpose. It's just like he told them, let's cross over to the other side. He was going somewhere. I believe that when he establishes a purpose for your life, that he will enable you and give you the capacity to fulfill that purpose. So the question, where is your faith? I pose to you today, where is your faith? In Jesus Christ, or is it in the circumstances? And so let's talk about that very quickly. His disciples came to him as the storms were whipping up and basically approached him with the statement, Master, Master, we're perishing. It, it, it appears that in their comments to him that they came to him because he was asleep while they were in a storm and maybe they perceived him being asleep as him being indifferent. They may have perceived that he was unaware or clueless. They may have thought that he was possibly careless or did not care or unconcerned or unwilling. All of those, in my opinion, are grounded in fear. So when Jesus asked the question, where is your faith? Do you have faith in him? Do you have faith in his person, his promises, his word, his power, or his purpose? Or do you have faith, if you will, of fear, faith in circumstances that are arbitrary, that could change at any moment? Do you have faith in your feelings or your perceptions that God is indifferent, that he's unaware, that he is careless, that he is unconcerned, or that he is unwilling. So the question that Jesus asked of his disciples that day is so relevant for us today. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Robbie Zacharias writes in The Logic of God, Quote, God has put enough into this world to make faith in him a most reasonable thing. 
but he has left enough out to make it impossible to live by sheer reason alone. Faith and reason must always work together in that plausible blend. Yes, faith and reason must always work together in that plausible blend. I hope today that you will think about the question, where is your faith? And as you think about the question, think about your options, either faith in Jesus Christ or faith in circumstances, faith in someone who is eternal or faith in circumstances that are not eternal, faith in Jesus Christ, who is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscious, or faith in circumstances that are subject to change, that are not always what they seem to be, that are arbitrary sometimes at best. Faith in Jesus or faith in your circumstances. Faith in Jesus or faith in fear or faith in situations that really mean you're fearful and you're not trusting in God. So this podcast is to help you, me, all of us use reason, but most of all to have faith in order for us to have a successful journey. It's not the length of our journey that matters. It's the quality of our journey. Whether your journey is two months, five years, 20 years, 30, 40, 50 years, 70, 80, 90, 100 years or more, it's not the quantity, it's the quality of your journey. As I'm studying the gospel of Luke, I realize he wrote that gospel, Luke wrote that gospel to help Theophilus to be certain about those things in which he was instructed. He wanted Theophilus to have a firm conviction about why it is good, appropriate, and beneficial to have faith in God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so I hope that this podcast will give you a degree of certainty. I want you to have a firm conviction as to why it is good, appropriate, and beneficial to have faith in God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. No, not faith in circumstances, not faith in crystals, not faith in trees, wood, stone, or gold, or money. I want you to have faith in God, recognizing that God is trustworthy, God is faithful, God is omnipotent, God is omnipresent, God is omniscient, God is all-powerful. God loved us so much so that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to live, to die on the cross, and he raised him up on the third day just to give us the evidence, the conclusive evidence that he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. So, thank you for joining me today on this podcast, Faith for the Journey. I look forward to the next opportunity to share with you truth and reason that will encourage your faith on the journey God has called you to. Take care until we see or meet the next time.